Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Any of them savvy English? Like I told my last wife, I says, honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. I can see things no one else can see. I'm not saying that I've been everywhere and I've done everything. It's all in the reflexes. Welcome to It's All in the Reflexes podcast all about the greatest movie ever made, John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. I'm Luke, that's all you really need to know about me, but I'm a super fan of this movie and that's why I started a fan page on Instagram at Bigger Trouble in Little China. Also go to patreon.com forward slash bigger trouble or follow the link in the description of this episode or go to Instagram and follow the link in my bio at Bigger Trouble in Little China. So let's get started and welcome to it's all in the reflexes. Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. I need you, Mao Ying. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about 47 minutes and 30 seconds to 52 minutes and around 50 seconds of this great movie. So to set the scene, Jack, Wang and Eddie have escaped the room, the skeleton room, and have locked Thunder inside. Jack had rolled backwards down the slope in, in the wheelchair, breaks through the wooden barrier that is, stopped, is there to stop people from falling down this big well. Jack stops himself, pulls himself back up, and rejoins Eddie and Wang. They collect the weapons from the knocked out Wing Kong, and they head off. Thunder breaks out of the room, so what happens next? At about 47 minutes and 30 odd seconds, we cut to old man Lopan on the phone in his office sitting in a wheelchair. He must be talking to Thunder, who must, be ten- who must have just told him that Jack and the others have escaped. And he is not happy. No pathetic excuses. I smell the blood of human beings. Find them. Bore them until their flesh falls off. So Thunder must reply, we don't hear what he says, but must say something like, what did you say? Or do you really want me to do that? And Lopan replies, you heard me? And he slams the phone down. We, cl- we cut close to Lopan, and he's looking at his hand, and it starts to glow, and lights up from the inside. Then his head starts to light up, and lights come out of his mouth, and eyes. Then the whole f- screen just lights up, and we, he is transformed into younger Lopan, the Mandarin costume. But he is still sitting in the wheelchair. So there's some very strange rules to this curse of Lopan. He can sit down, because you do see him sitting down later on when he's getting ready for his wedding, and he's in different clothes, so he can sort of get dressed somehow. But he can't touch anybody. But, but he can sit down in chairs. He stands up, and he doesn't walk. He floats across the room. And he goes through a chair and then goes through the wall. Like just just goes through as if it wasn't there. Like he's um, like just a ghost. And we cut to another room. This is a very white room. And we see Mao Ying is floating in the air. She's in this sort of white pearl dress. And her hair is hanging down to show that she is sort of just hanging, floating in midair. Probably just... And you can actually see on the floor. I didn't realise this till I'd paused it but you can see her shadow is on the floor 
making that she's just sort of floating there. She must he must just have her in some sort of stasis waiting for the wedding. And Lopan floats across the room and looks down at Miao Yi in the creepiest way. Great acting by James Hong here. He's a really dirty old man at this point, Lopan. And he's looking down at Miao Ying, and then he goes in to try and touch her. And where does he go to touch her? He goes straight for the boobs. Dirty old man. And he goes empty. Oh, Miao Ying, I need you, Miao Ying. You, whose eyes flash like emerald lightning. His hands are going through her, and he's still trying to grab her boobs. Then he looks up and prays to Chang Tai, Make me flesh again soon, please. So he's he can't wait to get hold of Mao Ying at this point. And um, he thinks that she will be the girl, the woman with the green eyes that will break the curse and make him flesh again so he can take over the universe. You know, he's got big, big goals. It's not just China or the America or even Earth. He's going to take over the whole universe. So we cut to Wang, Jack and Eddie, and they're sort of just up against the wall. And Wang is sort of looking around the corner to see if it's safe for them to go. Let's go, it's clear. So he runs around the corner, but it's not clear. And who's standing there? But Gerard Okamura, the golden six-shooter, the man of many weapons. He has been a great supporter of this podcast. Please check out his website at gerardokamura.com. He has some great products on there for sale. Um, stickers. Legos, action figures, hand sanitizers, face masks, sign pictures. And um, like I said, he has supported this podcast and my Instagram page on his Facebook. So please check him out. Great guy. So he knocks the gun out of Wang's. He knocks the gun out of Wang's hand. But then Wang does his choppy hands, trying his way, and knocks him out of the way. Then another Wang Kong comes in and. Eddie and Jack run around the corner with their guns ready. Jack tries to shoot, but nothing happens. Eddie reminds him about the safety. Um, Jack tries to fix his gun. Eddie aims the gun, but doesn't shoot. We really see that Wang Chi is a badass and can really fight. And he, like people do say, he is the hero of this story. And he can really fight. And he's going through this Wing Kong guard. And he beats the guy. But then there is another Wing Kong with a shotgun. Eddie shouts at him and Wang jumps out of the way as he's shot. So there's there's a bit of... Um, the editing is a little bit off here. It makes you think something is happening before so before it is. So when they come round, that's when they would have seen the, uh, the guy with the shotgun. And that's why Eddie's about to shoot. But it's kind of cut in the, to make it in a different way. So Jack fixes his gun and he just he just kills the wink on. He fires off and Jack just pauses. He's just he's just killed somebody. And Wang and Eddie look at him and they can see that killing someone has affected Jack, which he would almost anybody. Now, I'm not sure what Eddie kind of a person he is. He does he just go around killing people? Is that just normal life for him? Like he's done through so many battles and and he just says to Jack, first time you ever plug somebody? Like, you would never ask another person that question. If you, <laughs> people, Most normal people don't go around just um, shooting people. 
So I would love to know more about Eddie's backstory because he's a real badass. He's like, what? That's the first time you've ever killed somebody? What a loser. And Jack doesn't look at him and goes, of course not. But it is. And of course it is. Um, We want it to be because we don't want to be Jack. This some kind of uh, killing goes around killing people. And I always feel that this is the first time he's managed to, he's been waiting to be on an adventurer like this or, you know, he would have gone into battle, he would have gone into war, but he's been waiting all his life, but he's just been driving trucks. So um, they run off, Jack throws Wang his shotgun as they get to the lift, and this bit always makes me laugh, a lot of this movie makes me laugh, but Wang slides the door of the lift up and then just turns to Jack and goes, do you want to go up or down? Jack doesn't know. He's like, so he just turns to Eddie and go up or down. And Eddie goes up like if it's, of course it's up. So then we cut to a, a different part of the Wing Kong trading company. It's a very strange place. The whole layout, I'm not sure where we are or how it works. Or from, you never really see any of it from the outside. But we are now above ground because there are windows. They are blacked out, but there are windows. And we're sort of high up in a, a warehouse and they've built this other level. And there's a wooden bridge going across to the cells. You come out the left and on the other side is the cells full of women that are waiting to take the test for for Lopan or they, I don't know what they're doing there for. Maybe they're just other potential wet brides for Lopan. So we cut to Margot. She's lying on the bed in the cell. She's making lots of notes in her notepad. And she, we see there are other women and um, she's 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 saying out what she's writing. All has become strange. A world so unreal and yet at once so frightening. And then she stops and has a look. We cut back to the other side of the bridge. And Wang is holding Eddie by the back of the head. And has the gun pointing to his face. And they start to walk over the bridge. We pull back and we, now we can see Jack is hanging underneath the bridge with his gun sticking out the back of his trousers, and he's working his way across the bridge. Now, this was not Kurt Russell that did this. In the commentary, you find out this is stun, uh, stunt double. They call him Warlock, I think they call him. And um, so he's, work, he's working on, he's working his way across the bridge. Now, they're trying to do some kind of um, fake here. It don't, never doesn't really pay off for me. So it's like Wang has taken a prisoner, and maybe that Eddie is supposed to be one of the Wing Kong and but what they're trying to do is make a, a diversion so Jack can climb up on top of the cells Wang shouts out so yeah Jack's working his way across we see there are two female Wing Kong guards in an office and they're just having a chat just like two two women having a chat at work and Wang shouts out open up open up or I'll blow his head off and he then translates what he's just said into Chinese for them which is quite funny, I think. The Wing Kong guards, they grab their weapons and run out. And they're still trying to pull off this um, fake out. And Wang goes, open or he dies in the name of Chang Tai. And your souls speed with his to the hell of the oily dragon. So I don't know what kind of hell that is, but must be there must be a hell where there's an oily dragon. Which, you know, the girls aren't buying it. And I think Eddie and Wang... Their ruse has kind of worked. They've distracted them long enough. But the girls aren't coming. Oh no, don't hurt him. They know it's not one of the Wing Kong. So they have these sticks. Like fighting sticks. And they shoot out this smoke. And it all the whole screen goes blank. The whole goes cloudy. And then when it clears. 
Um, they must have knocked out the guns off of Wang and Eddie, so they're not holding guns anymore, and they're just hitting them with the sticks, moving backwards. And um, But then Eddie, with just one punch to the back of her head, knocks her out. The other, the other Wing Con does his flip with a stick, flips over, kicks Eddie. Wang gets up, and this is where some of the fight correct is one of those fight scenes that doesn't quite work. It needs to be a little bit film faster um, because you can see it's almost like they have practiced this fight so many times that she kicks him, bends over, and you can tell that she's just waiting for Wang to kick her up in the bum as it looks like in the back and kicks her off the, the bridge it just these need either needed to be from a different angle or just needed to do it a little bit faster because it just looked a little bit staged so then more guards run out and eddie and wang look at each other and just get ready to go into battle again so so then we cut to margot who is still writing but now jack is on top of her cell he wants to know where gracie is and he tells him that on the ne- floor, on the floor next door, she's a wildcat. I guess that means that's, that's why she's being tied up, or that's how you tie. Is, is that being tied up like that? Is called wildcat, or I don't know. So Gracie looks up. Margot wants to know how you're going to spring us, and Jack has no idea. I love this part. I keep saying that a lot during this, but he he kind of he doesn't just. You don't see this with other heroes. They kind of, if they don't know what they're going to do, they don't sort of tell people. And he's like, I have no idea. You know, he's the hero. He has no idea what he's going to save them. So we cut back and we see that Eddie and Wang are still fighting. Now Jack jumps down and shoots off the locks of one side of these cells. So it looks like there's maybe two, three, three locks that opens all the doors on one side i don't know how that works and when you shoot at these locks with a gun and they don't move but then you pull them they open so somehow and they he then does the same to the other side on imdb page under goofs for this film they say that the sound of the gunshots are wrong and they kind of are but it's not as bad as they're making out in the goofs it's not so bad that it's worth writing that down as a goof it kind of um they are sort of out of place but it's not that bad so all the prisoners start to run out and then eddie starts to win his fight um wang chi's still having problems jack has to free gracie law we cut back to wang and he's had all this time fighting and just one kick knocks her out that's it all he needs is one kick and then eddie joins him Margot thinks she knows the way out, so they sort of they run off. Jack shouts at Wang. He goes, Wang, all ass. And we see that the Thunder and more Wing Kong guards are chasing them. So they chase the guards, and Wang and Eddie escape and close the door to try and block their route to the girls, and then we run off. And we get to this other room. Now, I'm not sure what this room is. I think it's supposed to, it's almost like a swimming pool or but then on the side it's like a pool of water and on the side I think it's supposed to be like a heated swimming pool so um on the t- on the side on the wall hanging up on a sort of a clothesline of dirty towels but then they sort of swim through this tunnel and it goes into sort of a sewer I thought 
but I think it's I don't really understand. I think it's some sort of that's how you keep the 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 pool warmed up, maybe. Um if you know what it is, or maybe I'm getting at the wrong end of the stick, please let me know on my Instagram. Message me at Bigger Trouble in Little China. I would love to know what you think. Sometimes I do really wrong. But they are all jumping into this pool to try and escape and all the other prisoners and all the women are jumping into the pool and then swimming through the tunnel. Um, Gracie still has the gag in her mouth and um, Jack is trying to get Margot to jump in and so then he has to just push her in. And we send to Wang and Eddie running up and Gracie takes off the gag. As she's doing it, she knocks Jack into the water, which is great because you would know that Jack doesn't even get to do the sort of heroic jumping into the pool like the others do he he gets the worst way to enter he just kind of slips almost and uh, i always find that funny gracie does this great sort of dive and then she's joined by eddie and wang the jump in and the guy and then thunder runs up and the guy starts to shoot into the water he he must say he says something in giant chinese to them and it must be shoot at the water but these are the Worst shooters ever. Okay, these guards cannot shoot. They cannot shoot fish in a barrel or swimmers in a pool. They hit around the pool a lot in the wood. There's all this wood decking around this pool of water. They hit that more and then they're, they're all aiming for the tunnel, but they don't hit anybody. And that's where I'm stopping it. That is um, 40, 52 minutes and 50 seconds about that. On the commentary between... John Carpenter and Kurt Russell, they talk about um, his stunt double. Uh, that's not being Kirk, who's, who's climbing across the bridge. And um, he's talking about his stuntmen and how he can't believe how, how they can do it still. And um, they were saying about a lot of the underwater shooting that they did for another part of it in the Hell of the Upside Down Sinners. Um, John Carter was underwater with a camera filming that and he got like an ear infection really bad and he couldn't quite understand of why nobody else got sick who's I mean he was he didn't want them to get sick but he was like I can't believe you didn't get sick from that part and they have to kind of keep these waters warm to make it comfortable for the actors and safe so for this for this scene that water had to be um, warmed up and taken through but then Kurt Russell starts to tell a story about when he was on backdraft and um, they're in him and the Baldwin is in like a tank of water I can't quite remember the scene but I but there is sort of a, a pool of water or somewhere I think it must be like the um, I think there's some part of the film where it's starting to they're in a bit trapped in the building and it starts to fill up with water and uh, they almost lost they almost went blind because they had to keep the water warm and it was all the paint from the walls were were flaking off and going into the water and then going into their eyes so they had two days where they were sort of blind they couldn't see and then they had to rinse their a couple of days later they said that's when they could rinse their eyes out and that he he was very clear that he was very lucky not to go blind so that's kind of a scary thought so they have to do all this health and safety to for um for these actors and keep make sure it's nice warm water but that's actually got to make sure you about the paint that's on the wall that could cause real damage so that was quite interesting so i hope you enjoyed this part of the movie and um 
and we will join me again. Thanks for listening. If you want to contact me, email me at biggertroublepodcasts at yahoo.com. Biggertroublepodcasts at yahoo.com. It will be great to hear from you. Also go to patreon.com forward slash biggertrouble or follow the link in the description of this episode or go to Instagram and follow the link in my bio at China. There's a lot of stuff on there for free. You don't have to pay. Just join Patreon. And that's not just for this podcast. It's for all the podcasts produced by Bigger Trouble Podcasts. There are so many and more to come. But if you do want to join, you can for just £1 plus VAT a month. And that gives you so much behind-the-scenes stuff, extra episodes, early access, photos, videos, and so much more. Please check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Bigger Trouble. If you want to contact me, DM me on Instagram or email me at bigger trouble podcasts at yahoo.com bigger trouble podcasts at yahoo.com it'll be great to hear from you please follow rate subscribe and leave five stars on whatever platform you listen on like i told my last wife i says honey i never drive faster than i can see besides that it's all in the reflexes it's all in the reflexes Thank <laughs> you.